0: Welcome to Bishop Atto Dixon's podcast. Bishop Atto Dixon is the true son of Bishop Daggerwood Mills and the convener of the Healing Jesus Mission International. Listen and be blessed as he shares with you deep messages from the Word of God. Father, we thank you. Blessed be your name this precious morning. Truly, you are the father of the fatherless, and you are a true friend that sticks closer than a brother. Thank you, Father, of oh God, that this morning, Lord, we've found the privilege enough to be in your presence. Hearing from your pulpit, we ask, O oh God, that let the gathering of the saints, O oh God, be a time, O oh God, of refreshing. For your word says that we should repent from our sins, O oh God, and turn from our wicked ways. And times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord i pray that this morning lord may we receive seasons and times of refreshing lord i pray that every dryness in our spirit man every dryness in our lives every drought oh lord will receive fresh waters in the name of jesus and i declare oh god that let jesus arise in our midst let every enemy of his be scattered Lord, anoint my lips. Use me as a vessel unto honor to bless your church. And that I pray and I thank you that I already see your angels at work ministering healing and ministering deliverance and ministering salvation to your people. Father, have your way. Have your way. And let your will be done. In Jesus' precious name. And all the saints of the Lord shouted a big amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Please be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Well, this morning I continue to share on going deeper. Say after me, going deeper. Going deeper. Going deeper. Going deeper. And doing more. Hallelujah. How many want to go deeper and do more? How many want to go deeper and deeper and deeper and do more? I want to go deeper and I want to do more. Hallelujah. Amen. Turn your Bibles to Ezekiel chapter 47. Ezekiel 47. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Ezekiel 47. The Bible says that Afterward, this is an encounter Ezekiel had. You know, Ezekiel is a prophet. He's one of the major prophets. And um, Israel was in captivity. Was caught up in captivity for twenty-five solid years. Hallelujah. And he was also in captivity with them. But during that period, the Lord was still speaking to him. Listen to me. If you are a child of God, no matter the state you find yourself in, God still ministers to you. Hallelujah. And so Ezekiel had several encounters with the Lord. And uh, one of his encounters, you know, the Lord truly was working at restoring his people out of captivity. Hallelujah. So the Bible says that afterward, he brought me again unto the door of the house and behold waters issued out from under the threshold of the house eastward for the forefront of the house stood toward the east and the water came down from under from the right side of the house at the south side of the altar so the lord gave him a clear picture water oozing water coming out of the of the of the altar and you know water represents life hallelujah water represents life so I believe that God was speaking to him that I'm bringing some freshness back into my city into my in the midst of my people my people are going to encounter me in a unique way hallelujah Then brought he me out of the way of the gate northward and led me about the way without unto the outer gate by the way that looketh eastward. And behold, there ran out waters on the right side. And when the man that had the line in his hand went forth eastward, he measured a thousand cubits. So somebody was actually taking him round, Somebody which I believe was an angel. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, and he brought me through the waters. The waters were to the ankles. So, after he had measured a thousand cubic, he was trying to measure the level at which the water was and the water was at the ankle deep. Hallelujah. Again, he measured a thousand and brought me through the waters. The water were to the knees. So this time round, the water wasn't at the ankle level, but the water had risen. It had risen from the ankle level to the knee level. Amen. Which means that the man was actually getting deeper into things. The man had moved from the level of the knee to the level of the level of the ankle to the level of the knee. Again, he measured a thousand and brought me through the water to the loins. So you can see that the man's encounter, Ezekiel's encounter with the man did not stay at an ankle level. Uh, Is somebody understanding what I'm saying? His encounter with the man was not static. His encounter with the man kept increasing as far as the level was concerned. And the Bible says that at, uh, after measuring another thousand cubic, the water had gotten to the loins level. Measuring another thousand cubic, it had gotten to the loins level. Afterward, he measured a thousand and it was a river. It was a river. Say, it was a river. It was a river that I could not pass over for the waters were rising waters to swim in, a river that could not be passed over. And he said unto me, Son of man, hast thou seen this? Then he brought me and caused me to return to the brink of the river. Now when I had returned, behold, at the bank of the river were very many trees on the one side and on the other side. Then said he unto me, These waters, these waters, issue out toward the east country, and go down into the desert, and go into the sea, which bring, which being brought forth into the sea, the waters shall be healed. Hallelujah. And it shall come to pass, that everything that liveth, Which moveth, whithersoever the rivers shall come, shall live. And there shall be a very great multitude of fish. Because these waters shall come thither, For they shall be healed. And everything shall live whither the river cometh. May the Lord add his blessings to the reading of his holy word. And everybody said amen. So here we are looking at a man who had an encounter with the Lord. Now his encounter with the Lord did not stay at one level. His encounter with the Lord moved on from one level to the other level. His encounter with the Lord at a point of measuring thousand cubic was at the knee level, at the the ankle level. Then moved on further, measured another thousand cubic, and then it was at the knee level. Then moved on, it was at the loins level. And then at a point, you know, it was like a river that he had to swim in. Now the Bible says that this water that is springing forth from the altar is going to move out into the city. It's going to move out among the people. And wherever there is death, there's going to be life. Hallelujah. At the time the sea was dead and every creature that was in the sea was dead. But the Bible says that he said that when the waters reaches the sea every fish, every animal within it will receive life. Now listen to me. As you go deeper and deeper and deeper with the Lord, you encounter something that brings about life. Amen. Your walk with the Lord should not just be at the ankle level. When your walk with the Lord is at the ankle level, it's like you have terminated your promotion with the Lord and you are at a certain level and you are not moving forward. Your encounter with the Lord, your knowledge of who God is, your relationship with the Lord must not just stay at one point. You must tell yourself the same way that in your natural and in your secular life, you want to progress. You're progressing at work. You want to progress from one post to the other. You want to move from one level to the other. That is the same way you must be determined to know God deeper than you have known him. Year after year, month after month, week after week, you should not remain static where you are now. The question you must always ask yourself is that which level have I gotten as far as my relationship with God is concerned? You see, your relationship with the church might be good, but your relationship with God may not be that good. The fact that you are very active in church does not necessarily mean that you know the Lord. Because there is a man who was very active in church in 1 Samuel chapter 3. very active. He served in the house of the Lord. I thought you'd be putting it up. Please be smart. Hallelujah. The Bible says that and the child someone ministered unto the He ministered unto who? Oh, come on. He ministered unto who? <laughs> someone ministered unto who? He ministered unto the Lord. Wow. He was a child and he was ministering unto the Lord. before Eli, before his pastor. And the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no open vision. And it came to pass at that time when Eli was laid down in his place and his eyes began to wax them that he could not see. And ere the Lamb of God went out in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was, and Samuel was laid down to sleep, that the Lord called Samuel, and he answered, Here am I. And he ran unto Eli. The Lord is calling you. Is he not the one you run to? But you see, the reason was because when he heard the voice, he thought it was the voice of the pastor. Yes, there is something in here. Sometimes God uses the voice of your pastor to minister to you. Because that's the that's voice you are familiar with. That is the voice you know. And most often than not, you can receive it much easier. And so the Bible says that this young man gets up and runs towards his pastor. He was ministering unto the Lord, but he didn't know the voice of the Lord. And he ran unto Ellie Eli and said, here am I. For thou callest me. And he said, I call it not. Lie down again. And he went and lay down. And the Lord called yet again, Samuel. The Lord called yet again, Samuel. When you are deep with the Lord, you see, when you know somebody, when you are deep in a relationship with somebody, I, when, when my wife calls with another phone, A very strange number. You know. Sweetheart, I just know that she's the one. <laughs> I don't even need to hear sweetheart. By the times he talks, by virtue of my closeness with her i can identify her voice i pray for you in the name of jesus that your depth with the lord will cause you to identify his voice when he's speaking many of us god has been speaking to us and giving us direction but we are just like samuel who could not identify the voice of of the lord the bible says he said, and the Lord called yet again Samuel, and Samuel arose and went to early. Can you imagine? How can this thing happen three times and it doesn't give you a clue? At least, your pastor said, I've not called you, I've not called you. It should give you a clue. But you can see this was a young man who was so naive. He had nothing to do with God. Although he thought he was serving the Lord. And said, Here am I. He said, He said, And the Lord called yet again Samuel. And Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here am I, for thou did call me. And he answered, I called not my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. I thought someone was serving the Lord. I thought he was ministering unto the Lord. I thought he was in the church, so busy, serving the Lord. But the Bible, the same Bible who said that someone was busily working, putting on the lamp and putting off the lamp, didn't know the Lord. Neither was the word of the Lord yet revealed unto him. The word of God does not come through the letters. If you really want to benefit from the word of God, it comes through revelation. So you are reading the same print, you are reading the same things, you are reading what other people are reading, but because you are filled with the spirit of God, and because you are so deep and close with the Lord, anytime you open the word of God, the revelation that comes, no other person has that revelation. That's why unbelievers can write B K and R S and get a prize, and believers don't even have letters. They don't even do well in B K and R S. You see, because the word of the Lord is not revealed unto us through just the print. It is revealed unto us by revelation. I pray that the Lord will grant you the spirit of revelation. As you get deeper with Him, you will have revelation about what He wants you even to do. Some of us have just been moving around circles. We have been struggling around and thinking that this is what the Lord wants me to do because this is what I learned in school. Everything else was acquired here on earth. The knowledge that we acquired, we acquired here on earth. The professions that we acquired, we acquired here on earth. But you think that the person bringing you here on earth didn't have an initial plan before you came here on earth. Why wouldn't you seek that plan? Why wouldn't you pursue that plan? Why wouldn't you promote that plan? Why wouldn't you discover that plan? And why wouldn't you by that revelation run and run faster? You see, it's good to run but you must run well. Somebody didn't hear what I said. As for running, you must run. But you must make sure that you run well. (laughs) Oh yes. I mean, in a marathon race, you see a lot of people, plenty. Some people even run the marathon race as if they are running uh, a 100-meter dash, just to impress. So you see that we start. I remember we had, do they used to call it cross-country? Cross-country. And we gather at a particular spot, our three babies, that was the name of the place, a Particular spot in school, and then we are running down and then going through. Run, 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 run. You should see how people run the race, it's a marathon, not a hundred meter dash. And then you see people running, running, that they are flowing their fans. And you know, some people really like fans, eh. I had a mate, he was called Zagidi Bogidi. He never trains. But he likes, he likes the fans. You know, the fans who move him from the back to the front. But listen to me, the fans cannot work all the time. You have not met Sam Smiler. And you have not met Azaria. If you meet these guys, there's no way you use fans to win. Or Carl Lewis. And sometimes that is how we run our Christian race. When you feel like when it's convenient. When something does good do in your inside. You feel that ah, today the weather is very good. Fair weather. Christianity. The weather looks very good. Everything sounds very well. Let me do something for the Lord. But let me tell you something. Your walk with the Lord must be a consistent, steady relationship. And you must not just stay at the ankle deep. This man didn't stay at the ankle deep. This man moved from the ankle deep to the knee deep. And that wasn't even enough for him. It wasn't enough because he needed to get to a point where he swims, where his relationship with the Lord, he is overwhelmed. The Bible says that I could not cross over. I could not. You see, ankle deep, knee deep, loin deep, you have control. But when you get to a point where you are swimming and you have no control, then your depth with the Lord is much deeper. Many of you have too much control. Too much control. But God wants you to come to a point in your life where he takes charge and control of your life. Say amen to that. I pray in the precious name of Jesus that God will bring us to the point and to the place where our relationship And our depth will not just stay at ankle deep, neither will it stay at knee deep, neither will it stay at loin deep if you are going to swim. Hallelujah. Now, those who swim in that river are those who influence the world. So he said that now the water that you are swimming inside, that water is going to go forth. It means that out of you, I am going to bring forth the same water that wherever there is sickness, there shall be healing. I pray that your walk with the Lord will bring healing to people. And when I talk about healing, I'm not talking about just schizophrenia. I am talking about healing to the souls of men. There are many people who are sick. They are dead. They are sick in their souls. You are the next person the Lord is counting on. But you see, your depth with him will help you to do more for him. Hallelujah. So number one, we said that if God is going to take you Deeper, number one, you must have a desire. You must have a desire to want to go deep with the Lord. God can't force you to go deep. You see, if you are a student, if you are a student, no matter what is taught in class, no matter the best books that were uh, bought for. I remember very well when my daughter was writing uh, wasi. Is it wasi they call it? I always get confused. Wasi. She was using a particular physics book called Atake. Then I said, well, I didn't use Atake. I used A.F. Abbott. And I believe that that book will really help you greatly. You would, you understand, you understand it well. So I went, I ordered it. I couldn't even get A.F. Abbott anywhere. I ordered it from UK. I ordered the book and I said, oh, listen, the way, you, the physics, you don't, you are not mm, on it. You know, but I want you to have understand, because once you have understanding of the subject, it becomes much easier. When she got hold of Abbott, suddenly her grades started moving from the back. Because Abbott gave a deeper revelation than Atake gave. Am Am I, is somebody understanding what I'm saying? So when she got hold of that book, she realized that she had deeper revelation to the subject matter more than how Atake explained it. Atake did his best. But there are things that others go deeper in. You see, when you finish school as a doctor, MBCHB is like a first degree. You are a doctor. is a doctor. She's a doctor. But listen to me, you are not the same. And then maybe he specializes in, in, in an area. And then you also specialize in an area. He goes into a sub-speciality in that same area. You would see that this person has gone deeper. Although you, you, are, all, or you are all public health consultants. But listen to me, at a certain level, you are still not the same. You have MPH, you, have, you are specialized. But the person who has done his PhD in public health is different from the person who has done his his MPH in public health. Although one person has gone deep, both have gone deep, one is possibly at the ankle deep, another is also at the loin deep. It's the same subject, but they are going deeper. In the same way also, to get deeper with the Lord, all your knowledge of who he is. Your knowledge of who he is must be your determination. Your knowledge of who he is, your knowledge of his purpose for your life, your knowledge for why he brought you on earth. Some of you must start asking yourself, why am I here on earth? Many people have not answered that question, so you are living your life haphazardly, gallivanting through town, and doing what you feel. Listen to me, you may live here on earth and possibly didn't live your life hallelujah so you need a desire turn to somebody and tell you you need a desire tell you you need a desire if you are desirous to go deep with the lord the lord will take you deep oh yes people who have a desire to draw close the lord takes them close oh yes oh yes Moses, in in, in Genesis 33, I believe, said, you know what? You have to show me your glory. I I have not just come to play church. I have not just come to just be, uh, as it were, a religious person. See, religiosity leads to poverty. You'll be poor in the spirit when you are religious. Religious people actually killed Jesus. The high priest, they are the ones who killed him. A religious Christian is the one who criticizes a lot. When you criticize, a clear indication of a mark of a religious Christian. You see everything wrong with everything and you are the right. But did you know that even the son of man in the midst of the fooling, he didn't change his mind. Yeah, if he was a religious person, that would have been the time to criticize the guys and tell them that, listen, you people, I'm, I'm dying for you and look at the way you are behaving. Look at you. You, you, you don't respect. Be blind for a season. You to be crippled. I'll show you where power lies. Religious people always want to exert power. But let me tell you something. There is a power that comes from on high. That power nobody can disannul. Is that, guys? Father, forgive them. Forgive them. Yeah. Forgive them. You see, because when you have a deep revelation, you even see that when a person is sick, you, mentor, there are some people who are mental, But their husbands are fighting with them still. The person is borderline. He has a big problem. But they are fighting because, you see, the husband has no clue that the woman needs help. She has a problem. And so you are fighting. And because of lack of revelation, you are fighting. But the person, what are you for? What bother not dream, boom, boom. Yeah. I mean, the lady he sees you standing with a girl is a problem. He sees you standing with a boy is a problem. He sees you standing with a goat is a problem. He sees you standing with a cow is a problem. It's a mental problem. It's a mental problem. Vice versa. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? But you see, you are fighting the person so hard. Recently, I was just, yesterday, I was just having a chat with somebody. And the feeling was like, no, 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 no. I don't want this thing. I don't want that. My husband is this. My husband is that. My husband, he does this. My husband, he does that. Maybe he's giving you indications and signs. But is it okay enough to dwell on that? And destroy yourself it's like you have a problem you have a book you record things uh yesterday i saw that he was talking to a lady and then whispered in the ears whispered in the ears. faith March 2023 i mean the bible says a love keeper not the records of wrong bible has taught us how a person operating in love must operate negative records what they are there are going to, are they going to examine what you have written on? Why are you even keeping the record? How well will that record even help you? How well will it help you? Oh, we had a beating. And then he said that be careful. Be careful means that EG, be careful. He can kill you. Be careful. I mean, what is wrong with you? The person is not well. And God is looking forward that how deep you get to some of these things it cannot be addressed at the hospital level. Some of these things the supernatural power of God emanating out of you must go out into the world and bring healing to such people. God is counting on you but you see your problem is that your debt is still at the same level. So you're having the same encounters, but God wants you to have a deeper encounter. I came to tell somebody the Lord wants you to have a deeper encounter. And I see and I can hear in my spirit that God is putting a desire and a test in people that is going to cause you to have a deeper encounter. With the Lord. A deeper encounter. I want to know him. It's my desire. I want to know him. I want to serve. I want to please him. I have nobody to please who It's only God I have to please. So that if I'm pleasing him, he says I please this man, then I please this man. In the pleasing of that man, I'm pleasing him. Actually, that is my motive behind pleasing that man. Because that is what he wants me to do. Hallelujah. Turn to somebody and tell me, it's about time you get deep with the Lord. Oh yeah. I was just watching and listening to Dr. Rodney Brown. And he was just talking about being drunk in the spirit. How, how, how long now have you been dry that you are not drunk in the spirit? But you can see clearly. The works you see the works of Bishop Daniel. No natural thing can generate and project such a thing. You see, when you when the Holy Spirit is influence your life and you are deep inside, there are things you do that comes from the supernatural that no man can be able to understand. I pray in the name of Jesus. Don't die an ordinary person. Amen. Don't die an entity that in the kingdom. We switch over to the other side and there is no record of the impact you made through the gospel to other people. Don't die an ordinary person. Listen to me. Yes, you didn't, you didn't attend school. Yes, you didn't have the best of job. But as for the kingdom, dear, you have no excuse. You have no excuse. is the only thing that I can see that you don't need a degree to operate in. All you need is the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Having accepted him as your Lord and personal Savior. Yielding to the Holy Spirit. And he can take you one step to the other. Till you become what he wants you to become. I pray that the Lord will make you into what he wants you to become. Hallelujah. So you must have a desire. Turn to somebody and tell you you must have a desire. A desire to get deeper with the Lord. The same purpose, the same vision, the same zeal. The same desire that you have. Some of you have set goals for your marriage. Some of you have set goals for your business. Some of you have set goals for even your academic work. You have goals, but what are your spiritual goals of knowing Him? How come you are static? And you know. It be so attractive because you see Moses said show me your glory show me your glory he said he said that look if your glory and your presence doesn't come in, forget it he had come to a point in his walk with the Lord that if the presence of the Lord is not in a place the walk is a wasteful walk hallelujah Hey, Charlie, don't be affected by titles, eh? Don't be affected by titles. Titles can deceive you. You are a bishop. Really? You are a bishop, eh? You see, you have been made a bishop by the grace of God. But let me tell you something. As for the work, it has nothing to do with whether you are a bishop or you are not. It's a personal thing with the Lord. And that's why some people are dying for. It's like, I've been in this church, I, they have not even made me a shepherd. And me, I don't even know why they have not made me a shepherd. Listen to me. That mindset is the reason why you are not doing well. Because for you, the, the measure of spirituality is the post that has been given to you. And they are making their favorite pastors and they are making their favorite lady pastors. You see, your mind is not working correctly. I shouldn't say it. May God give us a good heart and a good mind. Hallelujah. Turn to somebody and tell him, ask him, do you have a desire? Matthew chapter 5 verse 6, the Bible says, blessed are they that thirst and hunger after righteousness. For they shall Be filled. God only fills people who are thirsty. You would never appreciate water until you are thirsty. How many appreciate that? Yeah, sometimes you go to a house and then they offer you water. You are not thirsty but because custom demands. You just sip and then that's it. The sipping didn't quench anything. But when you are thirsty, when you are hungry, you see, hungry people, there's a way they eat. Oh, Yes. One day I saw one guy, he was sitting by a bowl of food. The bowl that you are is like this. And as I see that is a zoo soup. The soup. It looks like there is every animal in the zoo soup. And the way the guy, you can see, even his prayer was an aggressive prayer. He, he, he was tackling the food with aggression, he wanted to conquer the food. Put such food before people who are not hungry. That's why, please, wives who, who get so frustrated that my husband like cookie doesn't eat and everything. If the guy is not hungry, he's not hungry. But husband, you to try and be hungry small. <laughs> try and be hungry. Make sure that by the time you are getting home, your your lunch, you should have your lunch around 12. So that by six or something, when you are getting home at least, you, you, you can express some hunger. Because your wife is also not happy. And some of the wives, that thing means a lot to them. You don't know. Uh, it means, a, and the suspicious ones, hey, what well, could you do with girl with you? Born again Christian. Look at the way your mind is working. Well, look at the way your mind is working. Turn to the next lady by you and tell her that Charlie, God forgive you your sins. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah! What kind of church says that when you come? They are always on the ladies. <laughs> Hallelujah! So the Bible says that when you are. When, when you test and hunger after righteousness, you will be filled. Now number two, so that number one, how God is going to take you, you need some test. You need some hunger. You need a desire. You must have a desire. It is desire that drives you towards a thing. Did you know that? It's a desire that drives you towards a thing. There are some guys that are so quiet they will not speak, but they meet a girl that they like. True or not true, my dear? I mean, they meet a guy like, no, where have you been all these years? Look, I'm really sorry. I'm a very cool guy, but you are irresistible, you know. You are very, very alluring, you know. (laughs) True or not true? Yeah. There are some guys that say that, oh, they don't like talking. They are very, very cool. Let us raise a subject of interest. A subject of interest. When we start talking about boxing, I eat the powers. Yeah. Suddenly you go and put on your gloves as if you are going to fight. When the subject of, is of no interest to you, it sounds as if you don't have a desire towards things. But when the subject becomes a subject of interest, quite a number of us, the subject of going deeper with the Lord is of no interest to us. That is why it's not a subject that you talk about. But I pray for you that, look, the deeper you get here, eh? no, you just think about the church. A man comes to town and it's like the people, get, the people go on a ship and by the time they get there, he's there already. The man decides to take his own route to meet his people where he's walking on the sea. Listen to me, he says that the ways that I do shall you do also and greater works than this. Let me tell you something. The deeper you get with the Lord, you'll be, you'll be, you'll be, you'll be so supernatural that there'll be something unusual about your life. The head alone is not enough. You need your heart. What am I saying? Knowledge alone is not enough. You need wisdom. Wisdom is here, knowledge is here, but the knowledge cannot be that cannot be processed into this. is no knowledge. Knowledge that cannot be used is no knowledge. And it's that like you have so many. We have COVID. We have this. We have this. We have people who have done research, and then if they could not have solved this COVID problem, then, then what's the use of the knowledge? You know, I heard of a matter. Of some mechanical engineers who were trying to do fufu making machine, three of them trying to do fufu making. They all died because of the stress of making fufu making machine. The knowledge you have, all you you, you do, all you do with the knowledge you have is just to impart it into people. There must be something significant that must show that the knowledge you have is transforming the people around you and it's transforming your community. May you have a desire in the name of Jesus. Oh, I said, may you have a desire to want to know him and get deeper. Number two, God takes you deeper by convincing you to do more than you did at the beginning. God wants you to do more than you did. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You know, people dwell on past glories. Hey, Charlie, when I was in secondary school, I was in SU. We used to pray for people. We used to go for evangelism. What is happening now? What are you doing now? Look, I used to be the SU president. You see, that thing actually is what paralyzed your progression. Because that post has brought you to a standstill. I could pray for eight hours. How many hours are you praying now? Two minutes. You are backsliding. That's what it means. There must be a natural progression. There must be a progression in your walk with the Lord. If the things you did yesterday is far more than the things you are doing now, something is literally wrong. Because the person hasn't changed. The person, your persona hasn't changed. The spirit, soul, and body you had is the same spirit, soul, and body. The nose, the only thing that the nose has become a bit bigger. Because you are now doing well and the cheeks have become rounder and the running stage has now become a kufur's chain because you have put on some weight which is fine but nothing really has changed about you maybe something has changed in your mind. That thing that has changed in your mind must be renewed I'm a big man you know, big men, we don't go outside and do evangelism like that. I mean, it's like it's, it's against, it's tantamount to uh, something, a disaster. I mean, and you have big words to explain why why you think you cannot work for God. And you think you cannot do anything. You see, I'm a, I'm a wife, you know, and I'm a mother. You know, I have to cook for my family and I have to do this, I have to do that. When we go to heaven, go and cook in, for your family and explain that to God. We are filled with so much excuses. We are backsliding and we are just explaining it away. We have explanation for it. Let me tell you something. Those times, there were other things that occupied you. Your school books occupied you. This time, it's not your school books that are occupying you, it's your children. It's the same situation, the same state. It's your mind that is not working. The way it must work. I pray for somebody in the name of Jesus that God will effect a transformation and a change, a radical change in our lives. Radical change. The mind, if it begins to work correctly, you will see that there will be progression. Yeah. Because, see, now you don't go to the lab to look for endpoints. The laboratory you have is that little girl who gives you troubles you found yourself in the same situation this time around you are in a different scenario but the scenarios if you quantify it is about the same prep time you study you have to study until maybe 1 am 2 am but you got up at 3 o'clock and you went i i i no matter what time i studied at 2 am i'll get up three o'clock I'm in the bushes somewhere praying. And you will hear it's as if a lion has entered the bush. Why are you telling me that the situations have changed? The situations have not changed. It has not changed. It's because the mind has adjusted to what you feel is a good excuse now. But let me tell you something. Nothing has really changed. Oh, you see, now too, one has become old, one has become slow. You see, age is in the mind. Age is in the mind. That's why you look like a 77-year-old. Look at you. Look at the way you are looking. You look so old. Age is in the mind. You must choose to be young. You must choose to be young. If it's not working, cut it and dye it and style it and move on. Somebody will see you and think that, oh, you're a young person. My wife, amen. My wife came to me. She said she wants to cut her hair and dye it another day. I said, wait, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> you see, our wives, we always preach with them. Thank God for their lives. If it were to be you, you'd be very upset. When we go home, that would have been the subject of you write it down. 5th March, 2023. <laughs> Our secret has been made open. Hey! Oh, I see God making you do greater things from today. Listen to me, brothers and sisters in Christ. You need to rise up from your sleep as a Christian. You see, you have gone off that tangent for a long time and it now looks normal to you. But it's not normal. It's never normal. You have moved off tangent that you are prayerless and it, it looks very normal, oh, my body. I mean, uh, there is a modification in prayer. You know, there's a modification in prayer. I mean, as you meditate, you are praying. You know, and I meditate 24 hours on the Lord. So, I mean, it's, it's cool, man. You are backslidden. Don't try to explain it away. Get back to where you began. Turn to somebody and tell them, get back to where you began. Tell them, get back to where you began. It is very, very important to get back. No matter how big you are, you must be like Daniel oh daniel was a prime minister but daniel could not be bothered about the situations he started by praying three times a day and that was a problem in those days when he became a big man he was still praying three times a day and he was crying he was not affected by his position you know charlie the meetings and eh, easy easy, charlie 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 the meetings be easy. what meetings are not easy you are an MD. How come that you don't have a choice how to have a meeting and create your own time? Don't Are you not in charge of your time? There are many of us, we have control of our time. We can control our time. We actually control people's time, but we have control of our own time. But you see, you enjoy it. You you, you have enjoyed it so much that you have forgotten that you are enjoying Not creating time for God. You create time for business, but you don't create time for God. As you see, born again Christians, when they are boasting about things, you know, I just built my eighth house over here. You're not talking about, listen, I I, I had a crusade here, and 200 people gave their life to cry. Look at Christians today. The things we are boasting of, we come into this world with nothing. We amass everything, and we leave it behind, and we go. What is wrong with us? What is wrong with us we've allowed the world to steal our, 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 our everything but I pray in the name of Jesus that may you be stirred up as you are hearing the word of God may something stir you up unto good works as you hear the word something stir you up oh yes in Revelation chapter 2 verse 18 I'm just bringing my message to a close hallelujah Revelation chapter 2 verse 18 and 19 We are saying that one of the ways by which God takes you deeper is that he convinces you to do more. He says to the angel of the church in Titeria, write, These are the words of the Son of God, whose eyes are like blazing fire, and whose feet are like burnished bronze. I know your deeds, your love and faith. I know it your service and perseverance and that you are not doing more than you did at first. You see, God knows your works. The works you are doing now, he knows. The works you did yesterday, he knows. But the question is, are you doing more than you did at first? It was so easy for you to, to be part of evangelism. It was so easy for you that through, through, through breakfast meeting you are so desirous that look I'm going to bring my meat, I'm going to bring my friends, I'm going to bring my colleagues I'm going to make sure that these guys come and hear the word of God so that the Lord will transform their lives now when it is even being announced eh, Charlie eh, eh, when eh, when can we go and eat a mutu? and the time you fixed for a mutu is the time that was fixed for breakfast meeting, to win somebody for Jesus Christ. Listen, people will be surprised too. Yesterday, I was at the funeral of my my classmate's wife. She was a lady pastor. Now, as I looked at the body, I said, she's really looking more beautiful. But I noticed something that the impact she made. The husband a pharmacist in London and just said, look, let's go and do lay missionary work in Uganda. She followed. She started and they planted churches in Uganda. So when they are they are, they are, they are getting low in cash, that the man will come and practice some pharmacy, gather monies, and then go. You see, you, you want to be taken on full time before you do something for the Lord. Hey, what, what what is the it for us? What was was our salary? Charlie, right now there. which one? Right now there. Charlie, Charlie One more here. one more mini. As she was lying down, forty-five year old young girl, I said, She's done, she's finished. It's over. If there is anything to be done, it's over. Listen to me. Don't lie. Putting your hands on your this thing, and in heaven you regret that God should give you another chance. This is your chance. This is your. I'm telling you, destiny is your chance. I preach as if I'm a crazy man. I preach. I preach with passion because I believe that God has put upon me the desire to stir up people to work for Him. It will be overlooked. All these are things we are looking for here on earth. Eh? It's just a matter of time. And you look at your age, you see that you are closer. Somebody you are 16 years, is now that you want to go and do living to make some money and then this is it. Listen, it's a living that will kill you because the stress of that demented woman will even kill you. You didn't hear what I said. Okay. Somebody is going to do more for the Lord. Now in this church, one of the things we are also going to do, I just noticed the Holy Spirit spoke to me a couple of days ago and he told me, he said, you know what? Quite a number that I've seen, I want to use. I want to use. They are available. They are available and I want to use. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm not going to give the details of it, but but you will get a call from Reverend Frank. I want to meet you today. And I want to share the vision that the Lord showed me of which you were included in that vision. You are included. You are included in that vision. God is going to use that little thing that you are going to do to promote your life. And when I talk about promotion, you see, I'm not talking about promoting you from DSP to commissioner. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about promotion with your relationship with him. True promotion is a promotion of knowing him. Paul said that I may know him. Hallelujah. And God is going to use that little thing. And through that little thing, when there is something to give account for, you can look at that thing. I say, Lord, I did this. I did this for the sake of the kingdom. is it a powerful idea? The church of Thiteria was recognized for doing more than they did at the beginning. If you won 20 souls in 1995, how come you are still winning 20 souls this year? Surely, a whole lot of things transpire. As the years go by, ships and planes are bigger than they were at first. True or not true? Yeah. I sat in a plane. The plane is like a three-story building. And I think that they use those planes towards Asia a lot. When I sat there, I said, this thing is going to get into the air. A lot of people, it's double-decker. I noticed my eyes. I said, I told her, I I want to go and see what is up there. Now, I can't pay a ticket to go and be there, but at least I want to go and see what is there. I said, oh, say you can come. I said, wow. So you have all these things on this aircraft. So you can see that even as the years are advancing, things are changing. How come you are the same? How come you are the same? You see, the hypocrisy of it is that there even you, you have changed in your looks, you have changed in the way you do your hair, but you have not changed with your Christian work. Something has changed about you, but something has not changed about you. True or not true? You were a first degree holder, but now you are a PhD holder. Something has changed. When I knew you, you had only one. Now you have four. Children, something definitely have changed. And something must change about your relationship with the Lord. Listen to me. When you are backsliding, it, you use your business and your work as an excuse. What backsliding? And the earlier you receive it, that are backsliding, the better it will be. When you are able to grasp it, that I'm backsliding, and I must get back to, to my first works. It will be better. It's a good way of thinking. Say amen. He said, what is your calling? What has God given to you? Now the question I want to ask you is that what is your calling? What has the Lord given to you? Even not knowing that question, not being able to answer that question, is a clear sign because if you are close with the Lord by now, he will show you. You must do more and you must do better than you did at the beginning. Do not be satisfied with your results. Are you doing more than you did at the beginning? Turn to your neighbor and ask him, are you doing more than you did at the beginning? You used to sit in transport, buses, and preach. You used to go to schools and preach. What happened? You have so much influence on the people that are under you, such that if you call for early morning uh, uh, a prayer meeting every day, I mean they have they, they have nothing to do but to, to be there. They cannot say they can't come because you are so influential, but you don't use your influence. That you have breakfast, uh, uh, how do you call it? Morning devotion, one hour morning devotion to pray before work starts, and then you share something little with the people. It will make a big difference. Listen to me. There are things that makes a big difference. The things that makes a big difference, they are little things. Hallelujah. Pay attention, pay heed to the big things, the little things, and make a difference in the lives of people. Are you going to make a difference in some people, somebody's life? Yeah. Some of us are tired serving the Lord, because a pastor has done this a pastor, as Lady Reverend Marilyn was speaking I said that ah, but if you are serving the Lord why should you be disappointed in a pastor if you said you were disappointed in God then it's understood because a pastor is a man before of God You see, if somebody comes here, he can easily be disappointed. in me. I for time, for not change to come. Somebody, people get disappointed just by their own criteria, because their understanding of who a priest is is that he must wear cler- clerical. So, so your measure, your plumb line is different from other people's plumb line. It's okay if the person is disappointed. But it doesn't mean that in your disappointment, you should not serve God. I see somebody rising from the ashes. I see somebody rising from the ashes. You see, and there are some too who have said that at me I'm laid back. Look, Charlie, we've seen all we can see. Look, Charlie, you know something? Let me just relax here because the closer I get, I get heart attack. Listen, the ministry is a burden. The ministry is a burden. Ask for heart attacks. Get ready for heart attacks. See the number of people here. That's how big my heart attack is. Plus others. Did you understand what I just said? Yeah. Your heart attack is just with one person. Me, my heart attack is with many people. You cannot recline your seat. You cannot recline your chair. In the midst of all the pain, still press on press on and make the mark because you see in heaven what is actually going to give you the, the, the crowns here, eh? some of it is going to be the scars that you have, you have on your skin, the scars the pain that you have gone through for the sake of Christ hallelujah Paul said he bears the, 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 the marks of Christ in his body, Jesus said that Thomas I've seen that you, no matter what, you won't believe. Feel my sights. Feel my hands. These are the scars. That means that I went through. Anybody who is not ready to bear scars and you are not ready to receive crowns, I'm telling you. If that is the reason why you are not working for God, then you are not ready to receive crowns. Because if you are going to follow this master, look at our father. What has he done? Look at these boys. He's helped them so much. But there are, there are marks. The ministry goes with Max. Look, John Wesley. John Wesley that we all hail and everything. John Wesley was married to a lady called Molly. Molly. Molly accused John Wesley that he's sleeping with the girls in his office. Look, the man became frustrated. But you see, he was not perturbed by the accusations of the wife. He still moved on. Today, look at how big Methodist If If John Wesley had allowed the wife that, oh, you know, God, let me just sit and please this, my wife. That would have been the end of the ministry. So let me tell you something. Anybody, anybody who is going to serve the Lord, they will suffer persecution. Philippians chapter 1, verse 29, I believe. You have not only been called to believe. But you have also been called to suffer. Suffering is part of this call. If you are a Christian, you must know that suffering is part. 29. 9. For it has been granted to you on behalf of Christ not only to believe on him but also to suffer for him rise to your feet father in the precious name of Jesus can you lift your hands wherever you are we thank you for your word and your truth how can a young man cleanse his ways by taking heed to the word? Holy Spirit, thank you, thank you, thank you, for staring us up unto good works. Stirring us up unto good works. Father, we pray for a desire. Somebody, open your mouth and begin to pray for a desire. A desire, a desire, a desire, a desire to know Him. A desire to please Him. A desire, a desire, a desire, a desire, a desire, a desire. desire. Oh, yes. Life is full of big things, challenges. Life is full of bitterness. But don't allow the bitterness of life to paralyze your walk with the Lord life will never offer you the things that you deserve and the things that you long for but don't allow those things to hold you back because those things would not be a good excuse when you stand before your maker oh yes it can be a form of disease it can be a form of infirmity no matter the pain and the shame that you are going through right now raise the table and finish and finish well Lord, help us to finish and finish well. Give us the grace to finish and finish well. Help us. Help us. Help us. Help us. us. Somebody lift your hands to him. We want to pray. Father, we thank you for your word of truth. We thank you for your leadings by your spirit. We thank you, Father of God, for the counsel of your word. Father, uh, put in us a fresh desire, a fresh understanding, a fresh desire. Put inside of us, Lord, a determination to do better than we have done. May our relationship with you be a consistent one in the name of Jesus. May we in our house to love you and to save you and to know you and to impact lives through what we do with the gospel. I pray for families present here that the families are going to yield fruitfulness because they have chosen to please you. Families of God are going to experience unusual blessing. Your word says that when the ark of the covenant was placed in the house of Obedidon oh the blessing of the lord rested in the house of obedience i pray in the name of jesus that may your blessing rest on whom from this precious morning lord people are going to experience a transformation in their lives they are going to experience a change in their lives They are going to experience your mighty hand and your mighty move in their lives. You are going to use them as vessels unto honor, Lord, out of them, oh God. Salvation is going to reach people. Holy Spirit, help us. You are the one who helps. You are all we have. You are all we have. We cannot do it with our strength. We cannot do it by our power. Help us, Holy Spirit jesus name now you walked into this church you are not born again and you want to give your life to jesus i want to give you the opportunity to do that listen to me and then i'm also going to pray for another group of people you have been so disappointed in life that life events have made you backslide You can see and feel within yourself that you are not the Christian that you used to be. And you want to say that, Lord, I want to rededicate my life. And I want to start afresh. If you are here like that, can you just lift your hand? I'm going to pray for you wherever you are. God bless you. I can see that hand. Lift it up high. The Lord wants to use you as a vessel in his kingdom. You are the next vessel he's using. You are the next vessel he's using. God bless you. If you've lifted your hand, can you just walk to me? Please come to me right now. Come to me. I want to pray for you. Come to me. Come to Jesus. He's a healer. He's a savior. He's the one who brings transformation. Come, come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. carry the Buddha. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Oh, yes. You are saying that, Pastor? I want to rededicate my life. Because I want to get deeper with the Lord, run to the mercy seat, the Lord. Run to the mercy seat, the Lord. Oh, yes. Oh, Jesus. Oh, called the mercy seat this is the hour this is the season, this is the moment you can benefit from the mercy seat when you leave the earth that seat would i lost is value for you this is the time you want to say bishop I want to give my life to Jesus, join us right now join us right now join us right now join us, oh yes Precious ones, can you lift both hands to God right now? Just lift your hands to God. Lift your hands to God. We want to pray. Congregation, please, can we do this for a a moment? Pray this simple prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for loving me and coming to die for my sins. This precious morning, I acknowledge that I'm a sinner, lost and condemned. I cannot help myself, but I come to you, Jesus. I shed of everything, and I hand over my life to you. Come and live in my heart. Be the Lord of my life. From today, I want to save you and I want to follow you. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. Father, thank you for these precious lives oh we are grateful and we are thankful we commit them into your hands Lord and we pray Holy Spirit that may the seal be upon them and may they be planted to do your will in Jesus name Amen